All right, Mark, what you got on your mind? Hey! 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 I've never heard you sound old. <laughs> Me and my brother do that all the time. We go, hey! <laughs> and it, it came from um, a guy uh, that would come to the bar that we were at and he had a helicopter but he was a drunk and he'd come up and he'd go hey <laughs> he'd say i gotta take you guys up in my helicopter sometime we're like no you're a fucking drunk we ain't going anywhere with you <laughs> so, he sounds like a straight shooter yeah anyway so Welcome to Mark Bell's Power Project. And a couple things I wanted to talk about today. You know, the Power Project Power Project has been going on in some capacity for like the last six or seven years. The Power Project started out as me just taking my phone and me just talking. And a lot of times I was just answering questions. A lot of times I was just, um, you know, answering questions that came in from people that follow along. Thank you, Joey. Uh, I was just following along with, um, you know, the different things that were, were going on, uh, in powerlifting. I would sometimes introduce people to, uh, new lifters such as Dan Green, uh, KK, Konstantin Konstantinov, Kirill Serkev, you know, things like that. And I would, I would do demonstrations and I would talk about lifts and I would talk about food and I'd talk about sleep and talk about all these things that could help you be stronger. The power project. And, uh, you know, for a long time, I, I stopped the power project and I have not talked about this a lot, but one of the reasons why I stopped doing it is it became tremendously time consuming because what was going on with the technology at the time with the phones, the phones became more advanced, but like uploading didn't. And where I lived at the time, uh, my Wi-Fi was like shitty. My internet connection wasn't great. And so trying to upload a video took hours. And so it it would consume my phone forever it was also at a time when i didn't have other people working for me so my phone was my lifeline to my business and so it sucked to like be without my phone for six hours while this video would upload to youtube and uh that's how i did it for a long time and i put up over a thousand videos you can you know you can still look it's uh on youtube i think it's mark bell slingshot i believe it used to be super training 06 we recently changed the name of it just because times change and things change. And I think more people are probably YouTubing and searching for Mark Bell and Slingshot than they are looking up super training necessarily. So uh, that's part of the reason for the change. But things change over time. You know, I stopped doing some of those videos for a while and, uh, you know, obviously have since reconnected with my YouTube in a big way. Now we put out three, four videos a week and um, I'm still trying to put out videos even off my phone to keep that authenticity. And those are just called from Mark Bell's iPhone. And I actually recently just did episode number seven talking about controlling and being prepared and uh, controlling your day and cutting your anxiety in half. A lot of people don't understand that you can really do a lot of these great things. You can do great things in your life. Uh, you have so much control. You have so much more control over your life than you understand. And so today what I'd like to get into is I'd like to talk about being humble, which a lot of people are probably laughing right now. Cause like Mark Bell, humble. Uh, I don't, I don't really care, you know, whether, uh, the general population thinks I'm humble or not. It's, that's not a huge deal to me. Um, 
you know, that's my, um, I can't really control, uh, the perception of me all that well. All I can do is all I can do. All I can do is be me and try to be the strongest, best version of that, that I can be and try to, um, trying to go live here on IG. So I get confused. I keep looking in the wrong spot. How do I find it? Are you trying to switch oh, accounts? Here we go. Here we go. Here, we go. here it is. Oh, whoop. No, I think it's all set for me. I think I'm on mine. You're you? Jesus Christ. But it's got a lot. It's got so many settings nowadays. Hmm. But before we move forward, I want to talk about a little bit about who I am. So people understand that because we have a lot of new people that come on here. And I want people to understand uh, who I am and why, why they should be listening to me. So uh, I'm a, I was a kid from, this is not setting up very well. There we go. Uh, I was a kid from Poughkeepsie, New York. Why is this not the stupid ass phone? It's like leaning all weird. Oh, well, it is what it be, I guess. Uh, I grew up in an area called Poughkeepsie, New York. I've been powerlifting since I was 12 years old, lied to get in my first powerlifting meet. Uh, education was never my strength. Learning was never my strength. And so my strength was to be strong. My strength was, uh, my importance, my, 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 uh, I guess you'd say my identity was lifting. I started lifting at a very young age. My brothers got me into it. My uncle got me into it. Uh, my brother, Chris, shout out to him. It's his 46th birthday today. Happy birthday, big bro. Go on his Instagram, send him some eggplants, send him a little mm. cake. Even though he doesn't eat a lot of carbs, send him some meat because he's carnivore. Um, my brother, Chris, was very uh, big into getting me into lifting. And I gravitated towards that because I sucked at school. By most of the standards in school, I was dumb. Whatever test they gave you to see if you were intelligent, I did poorly in. So therefore... By those rules and those standards, I was dumb. Um, in each category, whether it was history, math, or otherwise, uh, I never did well. Reading comprehension, I sucked. Writing, I sucked. Reading, I sucked. Math, I sucked. Science, I sucked. I sucked at all of it. I, what I didn't realize when I was young is it wasn't so much about how bad I sucked at it. It was more uh, about that it would just take me a really long time. And... The amount of time that it took me to do things and complete things actually became a huge blessing later on. And I can explain that. Uh, I guess I'll just explain that right now. Because nowadays, I will take days that I kind of call personal development days. And I think people are like, what the hell is this guy doing? You know, I might go to a park and just like, like yesterday, I sat in a rock. I sat there for like an hour and a half until my ass hurt. And just listen to like music and listen to different stuff on YouTube. And I came up with a bunch of different uh, ideas that I thought were pretty good. Now, sometimes those ideas don't turn into a whole lot, but sometimes those ideas are gold. Sometimes I come up with a product like the Slingshot, which is an invention I created about 10 years ago. Um, let's see, eight years ago now. Um, that changed my life forever because the slingshot is a supportive upper body device for bench press, push-ups, and dips that allows people to handle weight without any pain in, in those exercises. And it has changed my life forever. The life of my family has changed. It has impacted the 20-some-odd people that work uh, here directly, and it has affected probably 10 more people that work for us more indirectly, and it has affected thousands and thousands, if not millions of people um, 
who follow us on YouTube, who follow us on Instagram, who follow us around the world. Uh, how did I gain some of this popularity? How do I, how did I gain the enthusiasm and trust of so many people? I did it through lifting. I did it through step-by-step day-by-day training my face off and just trying to push the envelope. And I was really, really, truly obsessed with being the strongest person in the world. Um, I didn't necessarily obtain that. Uh, in my opinion, I did break some world records. Um, some records still stand. You can look at, uh, some records of the USPF, which is a federation, which people don't really compete in much anymore. But at the time it was the hot spot. That's where everyone competed. So to have a record there, Ed Cohn has records there. Kurt Kowarski had records there. A lot of the legends had records there. That, that was the biggest uh, organization that there was. So to have a record there is a huge deal. I still believe I have the 308 total record there. And I still believe I have the bench record there. Records, who cares? Not a huge deal. Uh, but what it does show is that I competed at a high level, right? And everybody can appreciate that. And everyone can understand that because when somebody competes at a high level, it means they put a lot of time into it. So I put a lot of time into it. Not only that, I shared my experiences with a lot of people. I knew it was important to be on the internet. I knew it was important to YouTube and document. I knew that lifting was cool. I've known that lifting was cool since the first day I walked into a gym. I always understood that lifting was cool and that it was way cooler than I got credit for. And I was like, how come people don't think this is cool? How come people don't understand what a, an amazing opportunity we have to get stronger? Because everyone possesses the ability to get stronger. This is fantastic. It doesn't matter if you're a nerd. It doesn't matter if you're dumb. It doesn't matter if you're fat. It doesn't matter if you're short. It doesn't matter if you're tall. It doesn't matter if you're old. It doesn't matter if you're young. Everyone possesses the ability to lift more weight over a period of time. I was like, this is gold. This is amazing. This can help uh, build muscle. This can help build endurance. This can help build strength. This can help build confidence. This can really help make people over a long period of time. I was like, this is a, this is outstanding. What I mentioned to you earlier about how long it took me to do things in school. When I started lifting, it started to kind of teach me that principle of, you know, Hey, if you, okay, you want to be good at something. All right. Well, it might take you a little while, but if you want to be better at it, it's going to take you a really long time. If you want to be better than other people, it's going to take you a very long time. And if you want to be great at it, it's going to take everything that you have and then some. It's going to take decades. It's going to take decades to get the improvements that you're looking for. It's going to take decades to get strong. It's going to take decades to get out in front of people. It's going to take decades to solidify you being stronger than 95% of the people around you, especially in a sport like powerlifting, where guys are squatting over 700 pounds uh, in the 220 pound weight class. And now it's routine to hear of 900 pound squats, thousand pound squats, 900 pound deadlifts, thousand pounds. I mean, it's just gone bonkers with how strong people are getting. Uh, the other thing that I didn't realize, you know, when I was young about how long it took me to develop, how long it took me to do things was, you know, I, I have this weird thing that I do when I work on these personal development days. And I didn't realize it till my boy, Andrew over there pointed it out to me, say hi to everybody, Andrew. Yeah. Yo, yo, that's my boy, Andrew. Andrew, like he looked at my personal development notebook and he was like, that's amazing. He's like, that's so cool. He's like, you just like doodle. He's like, people don't doodle. No. 
It's just doodling. At some point when you're, like, you grow up and all of a sudden you forget how to doodle. <laughs> yeah. Just, but, just drawing shit. Yeah. Cause I, I showed you my notebook. I'm like, mm-hmm. look how different they look. And right. I showed you mine and all mine had was just writing on, you know, each page. And you look at yours and you have these like designs, you have these silly, you know, mm-hmm. not silly, but like you have words, but some of them for some reason are just gigantic. They take up the whole page. Right, right. <clears throat> and mine, it's just very straightforward. And I said, yeah, like somewhere at some point we forget how to doodle. Yeah. And like, <clears throat> if you look in this notebook, it's got stuff from, it, it's not, you know, it's not years worth of stuff. I do have some other notebooks that are uh, from earlier stages, but you'll look at stuff and it'll say like, uh, carbs and it'll say like, uh, battle against carbs. <laughs> and then it will say, uh, carb war. And then it will say <clears throat> war against carbs. And then, you know, the next thing it'll say war on carbs. And you'll look at it and you go, Oh, that's the development of the war on carbs book. And you look at the X sleeves and there's all this documentation of what we, you know, what I worked on and what I worked through to make the X sleeves. I drew everything out. I had all the ideas of what it was going to be made out of, how it was going to be, you know, the stiffest sleeve on the market and how it was going to be superior to other sleeves. And I had this design pattern where I was like, oh man, if I could put this uh, non-slip sticky stuff on the inside, um, I could kind of create this shearing force that allows you to be kind of rocketed out of the bottom and really, really create an awesome sleeve. And I did that and I wrote down December 21st. So that was one year ago. And now look, you know, the X sleeve X is going to give it to you, right? X has caused a lot of, uh, it's caused a lot, a lot of different things to go on. But what I also wanted to say is that the X is a fuck you. A lot of people don't understand that. And I have not explained this yet. So when I was a kid and I had trouble writing and I had trouble reading and I sucked at everything, I have always been a person to just be accepting, you know, just lean into it. Um, rather than like fight it, just be like, okay, got it. Meanwhile, I was loading, I was loading up some ammo. I was loading up some ammunition to take people out later on and not, (laughs) not literally. Um, but these were, these were things that I was going to, I was going to take people out later on by being successful. And I, I would never really like fight it, but I would consume it. And I would say, okay, you know, kind of Roger that like point taken. I understand. And, um, so because I had so much trouble with like reading comprehension and writing and all this stuff, the X represents, uh, what somebody who's illiterate would write to sign their name because they don't know how to write. So they write an X, uh, somebody who's illiterate, somebody who maybe, um, just never learned how to write or read someone who's jail or whatever the case may be. They, uh, were in and out of jail from the time they were young. They never learned how to do it. And so they just mark stuff. When they, somebody says, here, sign this, they'll, they just exit because they don't know how to write. And so I did that for a while. I used to X stuff because I was like, well, fuck you. Yeah, I'm retarded. I'm dumb. I'll just lean into it. Great. Thank you. Appreciate it. Um, and somebody else might do that with being ugly or being fat or being short or being, yeah. Okay, cool. Yep. I'm short. Yep. I suck. I'm inferior. Got the point. Sounds great. Appreciate it. Thank you. And just keep moving on, but take that with you and, and build that up and turn that into just who cares, turn it into a giant chip on your shoulder. Ain't nothing wrong with that. And so 
I wore that chip on my shoulder for a long time and I still do. I still have a giant fuck you on my shoulder. And it's, uh, it's going to lead us into what I'm going to talk about in a few minutes here, but having that and, and, uh, just learning more about myself and understanding more about myself, um, you know, made me, made me lean into these things. And so when I was thinking of this X sleeve, I was thinking, I wrote strong, I wrote stronger, I wrote power, I wrote empower, I wrote all these different things and they all looked cool and they all looked pretty good. I wrote power inside of the slingshot logo. And then I was like, what if I just X'd out the web? You know, what if I just stuck that old school X in there? Uh, and, uh, so that's what I did. And that's, that's the, that's the logo that you see. Now, if you think about my company, think about some of the different things that we do, they don't actually make any sense sometimes. Um, to stick a strong logo on a knee sleeve after branding the web logo for so long doesn't actually make any sense, but it's my gut feeling. It's what I feel is right. And it's what I feel like doing. And there's reasons for it. Some of the reasons are that over time, you know, people think that I'm a pompous asshole and I'm just out to make money. And so the strong sleeve was actually created in, in an, in an attempt to say, you know what? I'm smarter than you. I'm going to figure this out. You're going to end up wearing something of mine, whether you like me, love me, or hate me. You're going to end up wearing a product of mine. You're going to end up using a product of mine. And that has happened. I see people post stuff all the time. Like, oh, here I am using this uh, rogue monolith feature on the uh, on this uh, squat rack. And it's somebody who I've had, you know, a bad history with. And I'm like, they don't even know. <laughs> they don't even know. That money's going right in my pocket. You know, things like that. You know, just... I, I recognize that as I was, as I was squatting 1,080 and as I was benching 854 and as I was kicking ass and powerlifting, there was this whole group of people that just became really pissed off by some of the stuff I was doing. And I don't, I never did anything to like intentionally harm or hurt anybody. It was uh, me staying in my own lane. It was me. It was me going to powerlifting meets and lifting. Um, I guess one thing that I did that some people got frustrated with is I mainly lift locally, but I went out to other meets and I competed in other meets and I, you know, I would travel. Um, I traveled very often in the beginning of my career, but later in my career, I didn't because I had kids. So I was like, I'm not going to travel to freaking Missouri to go do a national meet that has 14 people at it. It's fucking stupid. I'm going to stay here and compete in front of 14 people. <laughs> Uh, it still registers the same total and it's still power to think. So why am I going to go somewhere else? And, uh, you know, some people would criticize that, but I've competed in, uh, in power thing meets that had the best lifters in the world. And sometimes I did awful. And sometimes I did great. Like the LA fit expo. I kicked everybody's ass there. And that was at the time had some of the best lifters, uh, in the world competing there. So there's some of my background. There's some of my history. And now I'm going to kind of segue into, uh, some of these other things. Um, so that, that's some of the background on some of that. Also, I wanted to point out that the, the uh, Power Project, Mark Bell's Power Project, used to be called Mark Bell's Power Cast. And I did that with Jim McDee and Silent Mike. And we did that for three, four years, something like that, four years. Um, we did a tremendous amount of episodes. Um, we, we gained a lot of success and everything was... Everything was, uh, everything was really cool. You know, it was great. It was a great experience. And, um, 
I decided to move on from, from doing stuff with those guys. Uh, they decided to move on. I think they actually may have started a, a podcast, uh, of their own. Um, but that's that we moved on from that and then I renamed it. So people might look at this one and they're like, I don't know where to start. I don't know. You know, I don't know what's going on. It doesn't matter where you start. It's just a matter of just, uh, just start listening, just start listening and start sharing the message and start telling people, Hey man, you got to go check out Mark Bell's power project. So now that you're with us, I'm glad that you're with us. And here we go. Um, I have some other stuff to talk about, um, as well, but I'll roll into this. So this whole thing about, I want to talk about being humble and I want to talk about money and social media, making money, making time. I want to talk about all these things. Um, one of the reasons why the being humble thing is important to me is because, um, I mentioned earlier, I have a giant chip on my shoulder. So if I do social media victory laps and I start celebrating and I start talking about, making money or giving the IPF a quarter million dollars to get things approved. Uh, if I talk about my new truck or I talk about my beach house or I talk about, you know, I recently just, I mean, you can look all these things up online, so there's no reason to hide it. You know, I just recently bought a house that's worth like $2 million. You know, like it, it, there's, it doesn't do me any good to hide it. I like to be transparent. I like to share things with people. I'm excited about it. And also for a dumb kid, for a kid that was labeled dumb by everybody else, it makes me feel good to share it. Now, if you have conversation with me and you see me at Phil's coffee, I'm not going to mention one goddamn word about money. You're not going to really hear me uh, bring that up or talk about that. <clears throat> Part of the reason why I share some of that on social media is to show you that I was up against it. I was behind by all accounts. I was behind. I was not supposed to make it. I was not supposed to be able to figure out the things that I figured out. And so I'm trying to share this as a method of success for you. Maybe you've been counted out in your life. Maybe you've been discounted. Maybe you've been discredited. Maybe people don't understand you. Maybe they don't understand your message. Maybe they don't understand how strong you are. Maybe they don't understand the things that you can't measure on a piece of paper, like your heart and your determination and how maybe your mind doesn't work for math, history, science, or anything else when it comes to education but maybe you are relentless. If you're relentless, then you're not going to stop until the job is done. I've talked to you before about how important that word is to me until you're going to do something until it's finished. You're going to do something until you get your point across. You're not going to stop until it's done. You're not going to stop reading that book until you finish it. You're not going to stop reading that book until you understand it. When I listen to things on YouTube and I listen to podcasts, I don't listen to them while I'm taking a shit, although sometimes I do. I have a notebook with me and I go to school. I edumacate myself. I sit down, I have a pen and I have a notebook and I write shit down. I listen to a lot of different people. Some people I don't even like and I listen to them because I know that they have valuable information that I can utilize for myself and that I can utilize as leverage. Education is the leverage. Education is the key. Education can change your life right now from where you are to where you want to be. You want to make more money? Be more educated. It's that simple. Sometimes it, we can get into that in a minute. <clears throat> Sometimes that, that requires that it takes more time. It, takes, it, takes, it can be time consuming to read. Um, I don't like to read. 
In fact, I hate to read so much that I don't even listen to audiobooks. I don't even like audiobooks. For some reason, I need a combination of music and somebody talking at the same time for, for it to stimulate me the right way. I have no idea what that is about me that makes me different, but I find videos that have music and have talking in them at the same time, and boom, I'm done. I actually even thought about having like two different phones so one could play music and I could play uh, someone's book or something. I was trying to think of a way, how do I get this to work? Because um, it drives me crazy to just listen to somebody telling me a story. I just don't have, I got too much uh, ADD or ADHD or whatever it's called. That sounds like a pretty cool app that we need to come up with. <laughs> I know. We got a lot of plans for apps. We got our photo photo app too that we got to make. Yeah. And we still have to make the um, the Instagram DM sliding pants. Oh yeah. Those are... Those are going to take a long time. Can you turn on the AC? I'm melting. <laughs> My too bad. Much, yeah. Too much lifting. Hopefully I can make it back. I know. Andrew's cramping up. We did a lot of squats today. I am cramping bad. But this, this concept of, of being humble, I want to talk about today. And there's some people that are live on YouTube right now. If, you, if you're live on Instagram and you're checking us out, I appreciate that. But you should really be listening to, to us on, on YouTube. I think we're live on Facebook as well. Yep. But... When you listen to us live on YouTube and you listen to us live on Facebook, you can hear me through the microphone. Right now, you're only through, hearing me through this piece of shit phone, which is not the same experience, but whatever's more convenient for you. That's why I check in on here as well. Um, <clears throat> this, uh, you know, this idea that you have to be humble is, uh, is, is confusing to me. It's confusing to me that if I... If I share something with you about buying a new home, if I share something with you about my success, why is that not being humble? Why is that like rubbing something in your face? And I, I, I think that these things are rubbing, like somebody wrote on my Instagram the other day and they said, uh, oh, if you want to know Mark Bell's successful, just go on his Instagram. Well, damn right! I'm going to share my success with people. What else am I supposed to do? Um, I love I love sharing information with people. I love sharing uh, that I've figured out ways over the years to get squat PRs and deadlift PRs and bench PRs. Uh, I love fig I love figuring out the fact that I have been able to have what I feel is a good work life balance, and I've been able to share great experiences with my kids and with my wife. Uh, I feel like I have had. Um, good success with, um, at 41 years old, uh, of, of keeping a, a fairly healthy, lean body. And, uh, and I feel good about that. So occasionally I might post a, an ab shot, right? Um, if you got it, you might as well, you might as well show it, right? Because you're the only person on Instagram that, <laughs> that shows off your body, right? shows off money. Well, right. not money necessarily, but right. you know, shit that you, you can, uh, yeah. obtain now. Like right. if that was the case, then I mean, shit. Everyone should be getting a lot of hate, with myself included. Yep. Here, here's uh, here's something I find interesting. Andrew and I actually uh, we did research. That's what it's called now. When you we're look professionals around here. God damn it! <laughs> Give us some respect. <laughs> Put some respect on that name, son. Um, so, being humble is uh, showing a modest or low estimate of one's own importance. 
to me, that sounds, <clears throat> that sounds okay sometimes, but it doesn't sound okay to be like that all the time towards everything. Um, I would also say the flip side of that's probably not great either, uh, that you're showing, uh, a, you have an estimate of yourself that your own importance is much higher than it really is, that your impact is much higher than it really is. Um, you'll hear this on social media a lot. Somebody will say everyone, everyone's been DMing me. Well, right there, you just, you're just, you just, uh, like jump the shark, right? Because you, you are no longer being humble. You are, you're making a statement that's completely false because not everybody is DMing you. That would probably be physically impossible and, and, uh, Instagram might blow up. Yeah. It would crash. <clears throat> it would blow up right in your face. But <clears throat> When you hear these things, I think sometimes maybe when somebody's catching my message, they might be catching, catching my message um, at a point where they're unaware of some of the things I've done. They may be unaware of who I am. I, I'm 41 years old. I've been around for a long time. So I feel that I have a decent message to share with people, a good message to share with people. And so when I'm sharing these experiences with people, um, it's never to be a dick. However, as I've become more successful, I learned quickly that I can't barely share anything with anybody anymore without them wanting to cry or bitch about it, without them wanting to complain about it. Um, I can't tell somebody the amount of money. I can't tell my closest friends. Uh, I can't tell some of my closest family members because it just, they're not doing the same thing. So I can't say anything because it makes me a dick. So it's hard because I'm excited about it. Just like you would be excited if you went into your job and they said, hey, man, you've been absolutely killing it. We're giving you a $20,000 raise. You'd be like, holy fuck. <laughs> I need to tell everybody that's close to me. Maybe you don't share it on Instagram because that would, might be a little bit strange um, that you're sharing it like so publicly that way. But you're like, okay, I, I, I got to tell, I got to tell my, my girlfriend or my wife or whatever. I got to, I got to tell my dad, like my dad's going to be pumped. I got to tell, like, maybe you don't even share the exact amount, but just say, look, man, like they just gave me a raise. That's like 25% more than what I was making or 50% more than what I'm making. And of course you're going to be pumped about that, but you're telling me that you can't share it with anybody that don't make no sense to me. <laughs> what do you think, Andrew? No, I, <clears throat> you, I mean, you're, you're making extremely valid points. The unfortunate thing is there's not a lot of people that can, um, can relate to the success that you've had. So I, I don't want to eat just blanket statements, call them haters or whatever, cause that's kind of silly, but I just feel like, you know, I mean, when, when someone's unhappy and they see someone else happy, there's like, fuck that guy. Mm, right. You know, and, and, and unfortunately with social media i know we were just talking about how you know you share something but the way the social media like the uh the machine is it, it throws that right in your face and right. you, you can't look away and you're just like fuck this guy got a truck like right dude the fucking x sleeves just got <laughs> just got banned and now he went and got a you know, i mean you know right. like like fuck that guy like well and then there's this thing too that's been going on where people are like mark bell's in a movie where he's talking about his PED uh, abuse over the years. And then he's with the IPF. Mm -hmm. it's like, how does that make any sense? It's like you fucking dumbasses. Are they going to make everybody that owns a company pee in a cup? 
to see if they smoke marijuana, do cocaine, drink alcohol? Are they going to go to their house and see if the guys ever beat their wife? I mean, are we going to start to judge everyone's moral values and start to say, okay, hold on a second. Before we receive money from you for this powerlifting federation, we have to, what religion are you? Because we want to, okay, if you're not Christian, you can't be part of it. And you know what? Uh, you have a history of drinking a little too much here and there, and uh, we don't really dig that. Oh, and you took steroids in the 90s? No, I don't think so. Like, what the, <laughs> f- what, what does that have to do with being part of a power thing organization? I understand that the IPF is a drug-tested federation, but I'm not trying to compete. I'm not bringing a bag of steroids to a power thing meet with me, although I should. That would be great. (laughs) Sorry, passing out that (laughs) (laughs) D-ball. No one would get popped anyway. It would be a great time. We could all have some in the warm-up room, right? That'd be dope. Um, Yeah, it's just crazy. They're like, he's friends with Ed Cohn. Yeah, that's what I've seen the most. They're just like, if you show up at an Ed Cohn seminar, then you get banned. But yet, they let this guy become a part of the IPF. The, the IPF, um, well, I mean, you know, sometimes federations will make rules on the fly, and who knows why. Maybe they're picking on certain people, right? Maybe they picked on us a little bit with our sleeves because they got pressured by another company. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Maybe that happened. That's a possibility. Hmm? Hmm? Speaking of haters. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a huge possibility. Um, but, you know... The IPF, uh, the USAPL, they follow rules from WADA, which is a uh, which is a governing body that just does drug testing, and, and it's their rules. It's not their own rules that they're like, oh, we're just going to do this today. So it, it's um, those rules are 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 kind of Olympic rules. They're not necessarily uh, just some rules of some crazy ass powerlifting federation that wants everybody to be uh, drug free. Um, yeah, so I mean, when it comes to the, when it comes to the situation of being humble, what I have a problem with is when somebody is, uh, is stretching, when they're really stretching the truth and they're not being, uh, transparent they're not, you know, somebody will say they're transparent and they're not. Now there's some different people that use social media in different ways. And I think this is a key term right here. You should be using social media. Use social media, use your business, use the things that you have at your disposal, at your disposal to do better and to be better, but don't allow those things to use and abuse you. So when it comes to your business and when you say I'm working and I'm, I, you know, I, it, it, I, it makes more sense for me to be over here than it does for me to be over there with my family. Does it really make sense? Is that really what you're doing? Is that really your goal? Or is, or is your work consuming you too much? That There gets to be a point, right? There gets to be a point. Uh, Andrew mentioned recently that uh, the new iOS, he's allowed to set up his phone uh, so that he can have a certain amount of screen time with social media. Mm-hmm. All this is, is, so it's a really weird thing. Human beings are set up to be reasonable and rational. It's the only things that, well, maybe not reasonable, but rational and decision-making is the only thing that really makes us all that different from animals. Animals, um, like a cheetah can't really be like, you know what? I'm going to go on a 48 hour fast (laughs) and only drink coffee with MCT oil in it. Right. 
like they just they can't I, i'm gonna go to phil's coffee you know and like they don't they're not allowed to make those decisions they have to figure out how to give food every day if they don't eat they die right i'm not giving my kids sucralose <laughs> yeah yeah I, i'm gonna you know what? i'm gonna start switching over to zevia tomorrow Dude, vegan cheetah is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the vegan, the vegan cheetah. There you go. That's a the, yeah, podcast mascot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they can't, they can't, uh, they can't make a decision to uh, all of a sudden just eat vegetables, right? Right. They they, they do what they do because they're animals, but we're not. We we have we have these decision making skills, and when it comes to uh, having decision making skills, we're awful at it. Um, we're, we're like adults are worse than human, worse than kids. Adults a lot of times are worse than kids. Here, Andrew, here's your phone. You got Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and you can have at it and you can be on there for as many hours as you want. And you're like, okay. <laughs> and you're like, ah, I'm on there all day. Yeah. Like, like, uh, like you end up getting truly addicted to it. Now in our defense, we're not complete morons and complete idiots, but they are designed to be addictive. Right. They're set up to be addictive. They're set up to be attractive. It's set up that way. And so you're scrolling through and you're scrolling through and you're scrolling. And next thing you know, 10 minutes go by 20. I'm trying to teach people to do a 10 minute walk and people are like, I ain't got time for that. It's like, oh my God, how much time are you burning on social media? How, how about you just go for a walk while you're scrolling? You know, scroll and stroll at the same time. Yeah. That should be a rule. The only time you can check your Instagram is when you're walking. You're moving your fat ass. Yeah. Now you're not going to be walking as fast because you're going to be kind of looking and trying to zoom in on those butts. But mm -hmm. you know, uh, you take the good with the bad on that one. Running into shit and breaking <laughs> <Yeah>. ankles. <laughs> but you know, we we're if we're if we're left to our own devices and we're left to our own decisions, we don't do very good. And so this kind of governing thing that we put on it, which was this iOS thing that you can limit your time on social media, is fantastic. Uh, it's almost like Andrew, it's almost like Andrew's mom and dad used an app to like shut down his thing at like a certain hour per uh, of day. That's exactly what it's like. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not any, it's not any different than that. But the point is, is you should use social media. Don't fall victim to it. Don't let social media eat you alive. Don't let the comments from the people on there distract you from what you're doing. Now, somebody, the same guy. The same asshole. Why people got to be so mean? <laughs> now, I'm trying to teach you not to worry about what other people say, right? But I am affected by what people say. And this is the reason why you shouldn't be on social media so damn much. And this is the reason why you should use social media. Uh, post and communicate and maybe comment back to some of the people that are nice to you. But try not to do too much else. Uh, the Ed Cohn saying rings true. Uh, Ed Cohn says, be nice to people that are nice to you and do nothing else. That is really hard to do, <laughs> but try to do that. Um, I try to respond to people and I try to say, Hey, I understand your point. That does make sense. And this guy, in this case, he said, you know, I would think you're, you're really full of yourself or he said something like that. And, and I am full of myself. Like, why wouldn't I be full of myself? What else am I going to be full of? Am I going to be full of Andrew's thoughts? Am I going to be full of Jessica's thoughts? Am I going to be full of the thoughts that you guys have of me? Some negative, some positive. I'm not going to even understand who I am if I'm if I'm full of uh, other people and I'm full of what they're doing. I am full of myself. I, I do feel full. I feel complete. I feel good. I feel strong. I feel powerful. I feel that 
especially right now. Like my connection to my family is so strong. My connection to everybody in this gym is so strong. I love everybody in this gym. If something happened to somebody in this gym, I'd be a wreck. Like some, you know, some a medical thing or something. I'd be fucking super sad. Like I'd be de devastated because I, the people that work here that work, uh, with me, uh, for slingshot, uh, they matter a lot to me. It really means a lot to me. And, and all the people here that train, and the people that are helping spot and load every weekend, and the people that are competing coming up. I mean, this is a, a great place to be. So why wouldn't I be uh, full of myself? I think that that's a weird, that's a weird statement. Um, I think that a lot of people need to try to do this. And, and this is something I do on a personal development day. You need to, you need to really uh, look into yourself you know people like in search of stuff uh they want to like find stuff they want to like i didn't come up with the invention of the slingshot because i needed an idea although i needed a lot at that time because i didn't have anything but i didn't come up with it because there was a need for it i didn't come up with it i didn't come up with it because there was a need in the marketplace for it. i wasn't like where's there a hole in the marketplace you know i'm not that smart to do that um i didn't come up with it because i needed to come up with a concept I came up with it because I was looking for something. I was in search of something. And when you search inside yourself, that's when you find the magic. And that there's no other way to do that than to be full of yourself. There's no other way to do that than to sit down and spend time with yourself. Instead of spending so much time on social media, spend time with yourself. When you're going through this personal development process, it's important that you read and that maybe you do listen to others because you listen to others that are more advanced than you. You listen to others that are older than you. You listen to others that are more educated than you. You listen to others that are more mature than you. They're in a different spot in their life. And so maybe somebody who's 55 years old can share with you at your age, 25, can share with you information that you didn't know because you only know the things that you're taught. You only know what's in front of you. You only know what you're instructed. Uh, you only, that's the way that you acquire education. And most people's education only comes from when they're hurt and only comes from when they're backed into a corner, but you can seek and you will find it's a, it's a rule. It's a rule of the universe, just like gravity. It doesn't matter if you are 10 years old or 90 years old. If you drop a pen, it's going to land on the ground. There's gravity. It doesn't matter if you're an electrician or it doesn't matter if you have no idea how electricity works. When you flip the white light switch, the lights are going to come on. When you flip it the other way, they're going to go off. And you can figure that out at, I mean, how old is somebody when they figure that out? Two? One? The second they can reach for it? Yeah, the second they can. Yeah, they kind of like have this understanding. Like, I can reach for it and I can, right? And they and, <laughs> and they, I'm going to do it nonstop until yeah. someone forces me to stop. <laughs> yeah, so you got to yell at them. Like, hey, wait, hey, hey, stop shutting that light off. So... There's, there's a lot of things that are really useful. Electricity is really useful, but at the same time, electricity could burn your house down. Um, don't let social media burn you down. Don't let these ideas and concepts of, that other people have of what you should be and what you should be doing and how you should be sharing your life and your success. Don't let other people dictate that. Dictate it the way that you want it, you want it to be dictated and share it with people. Right. Yeah, I, I got a uh, bad experience with social media this Friday, Saturday. Uh, remember the picture I took of you on the leg press? Mm -hmm. I was so stoked because... Those it, hammies. Yeah, it looked, it looked dope. And Somebody made fun of the camera you're using. 
<laughs> no, I didn't even post it because I was just, I was already writing the caption and I just wanted to like, cause I'm a hardcore Fuji film. Um, here we go. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what I use to shoot. And I keep telling people, I'm like, there's no better tool to capture a photo than a Fuji film camera. Oh, great. And I started like writing this Flame whole throwers. thing about like why and what, da, da, da. And then I ended up not posting it because I'm like, that sounds kind of weird. Like, I've never come out and said anything quite like that, like for a regular post. Yeah. I think I've dropped shit on my stories and whatnot. And then so I, I didn't do it. And then I just, I looked through, um, I think it was just a hashtag for the new camera that they just released. And I seen some guy and he, his pictures were insane. And he didn't say anything like inflammatory or anything. I'm just like, ah, it just kind of really slowed me down. And I'm like, you know, what? I'm not going to talk shit right now. And I was like, why am yeah. I letting someone else's thoughts bother what I wanted to post? Because like I was fired up because I'm like, dude, it was like pitch black. And <laughs> this photo came out so good with like no light. The color looks amazing. Right. Uh, your hammies look awesome. <laughs> you, you know, I, <laughs> I ended think... up not posting because someone mm-hmm. else just had no... No well, how many? Yeah, how many people listening right now have done that? You know, they're writing something, and they delete it. You're yeah, like, ah, that sounds. Yeah, people. The longer that it takes you to write something, that usually happens more, and then you change the tone of it and stuff. Yeah, I think it depends on why. Like, what's the reason for the post? Like, if um, if you're trying to convince other people, then there's no other. There's no other good way of doing it than to kind of come from their perspective. Um, and if you're, um, I don't, don't want to give away all my, mm-hmm. all my good secrets here, but um, if you're, if you're trying to, if you're trying to convince yourself of it, then you write whatever the fuck you want, you know, like Fuji's the best. Like this is, you know, this has always been my experience and, and this, this shit rocks and I don't care what some of these young kids got to say about these other cameras or whatever. However, if you're trying to teach and you're trying to like coach and you're trying to be positive, you could say, Hey man, if you're getting into film, like I think it's important for you to learn how to use a Fuji camera. And here's why I captured this shit. There's super low light. Like you could use mm-hmm. the numbers and shit. Like I don't even know. Yeah. And I had that whole thing. Cause I had the, the exact settings and everything that I used. Right. I was like, ah, oh, this would be pretty sick because like, it's like really pumping up the camera. But if you come from their perspective and say, like, hey, look, my boss wants to fire me every other week because he uses his portrait mode on his phone and he thinks he's taking cool pictures. <laughs> Anyone can grab a hold of any of these new cameras today and claim they're mm-hmm. a photographer. But if you want to be, you know, if you want to learn real true photography, some of the grassroots of it, you know, whatever your whatever your point is that you're I don't even know because I don't I don't know how to work any of that stuff. But you know, then you can kind of, you can come from their perspective in the beginning and say, Hey, you know what? You guys are right. Like Canon and some of these other ones, these are, these are great tools. And if you just want to fire away and you're new and you, you, um, don't want to work on like, you know, learning a bunch of different lenses and shit. And you just want to smash a bunch of pictures. Those cameras are fantastic and they take great pictures. But, you know, if you want to be able to catch these particular style of photos, like check this one out, right? This one, like, I don't believe that it's possible to get the same picture from any other camera. Yeah. And I'm pumped to, like, I'm, I was pumped to share this with you and here's how I shot it, you know? Yeah. I've, I've shared a similar message in person because in person mm-hmm. it's, it's way different. Yeah. You know? Like they can tell that I'm not like 
talking shit or like a douchebag or whatever. I think it's when you're trying to like switch someone over to something else is when they're mm-hmm. like, eh, they get all <laughs> mad, you know? Yeah. And for the record, Mark has fired me so many times because portrait mode on the iPhone is very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it was, when it first came out, it was like almost every day I'd show up to work or you'd send, <laughs> you'd send a picture and you would just put the, the fire emoji. Yeah. And I was like, well, with uh, apostrophe just, D. Mm-hmm. Just got fired again. Mm-hmm. Oh, you deserved it. <laughs> you know what I did. That's I want to point something else out too. You know, um, you know, when we talk about, when we talk about, uh, you know, somebody, you know, sharing that they're like making money, right? No one's actually making money except for the federal government. Um, you are earning money. <laughs> the only people that make money are people that print money. And, uh, you can, (laughs) some people do that illegally, but you, um, you're not making money. You have to earn your money. So the simple act of earning money is a, is, is a sign that you're, you're, that you're working, that you're working towards something. Now, different people work different ways and different people might, uh, you know, have their cert there. You might have a, uh, image in your head or you might have a perspective, uh, that the way someone makes money is not the way that you want to make money. And so it's different, right? But the money has to be earned and that's something that's important. So when somebody shares something on social media that they got a new car, they did, you know, did this or did that, or I think it's, I, I just think it's, it's just so great to celebrate that with somebody. I don't think there's any reason to knock someone down, uh, because they got a new car, they got a new this, they got a new that. Like, I guess there's the other perspective too, that if you're a real G, then you don't have to share all that. Right. Um, but there's, there's, there's very few like Joe Rogan's in the world, right? There's people Mm -hmm. like Joe Rogan is not going to really start to share. Like Joe Rogan had to stop doing that a long time ago. Um, because he's a TV star. He's on fear factor for a decade. I mean, uh, he learned long ago that people are dicks and there's no reason to really share, uh, some of these things, uh, that he's doing, but he still shares a lot of, you know, hunting pictures and some of these things. And these things are not cheap. These things are very expensive. Sometimes these hunting trips could be a hundred K, you know, to go hunt yeah. sheep or whatever, whatever, the, yeah. whatever they're hunting. Uh, some of these trips are, uh, are, are insane and outrageous, but we all, I think we all have a good understanding of how we can earn money. It's a matter of when it comes to earning money, it's a matter of like what you can put into earning that money and what you want to do to make that money. I actually said something today um, about lifting where I was talking to Emilio and I was talking to, and I, I was talking to T and I said, you know, I am at a point in my lifting where, yeah, I would love to be like moving around with like seven plates, but I don't. I don't, I don't want to do all the other things involved to move around seven plates. So like your goals change. Um, and I've done that before. So I don't, it's not that I don't care about it. I care tremendously about my fitness. I care tremendously about being strong, but I don't want to, I don't want to take away from other aspects of my life because I feel that the other aspects of my life are strong and that they feel really good and they feel really comfortable. And so why would I do that to myself? Um, why would I, you know, make myself fatter again? 
why would I get on more PEDs again when I, when I don't think it's healthy for me? I don't think it's smart. Um, why would I take away more time from my family to go do that? So when it comes to getting stronger, when it comes to getting in better shape, when it comes to, um, when it comes to making more money or earning more money, these things usually take time. And then what's your commitment level towards that? And, and can you make it work? Um, being in shape is like a 24 hour process because there's a lot of food involved. There's a lot of preparation involved and you might think this day worked out this way and that you don't need to bring food with you, but you always kind of need to be prepared because you never know what's going on. I shared my food with Andrew today because he didn't, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't bring stuff with him because he probably thought we would be done a lot earlier. I was supposed to be at the gym a half hour earlier, but we had this epic squat session. One thing led to another. We were lifting for five hours <laughs> and it's just, you know, sometimes that's just the way it goes. But the only way to kick life in the fucking balls is to be prepared. The only way to, you, you really like when it comes to time, like people say, make time, you can't make time. There's only a certain amount of time in each day. If someone who knew how to make time, they would be a trillionaire. Um, and so the only way that you can like, quote unquote, save time is to be prepared, which still takes time, but it takes time in a spot that is less of a sacrifice than the time that's right in front of you. So for example, how many minutes does it take to lay out some clothes the night before? Five minutes, six minutes, right? Something like that. Socks, undies, shorts, t-shirt for the gym. Now, if I don't do that, I'm like, oh, I just want to go to bed. Then I'm trying to do that at like 4.30 in the morning. I can't see. <laughs> it's fucking pitch black. I'm trying not to wake up my wife. So th then I got to shuffle through my drawers and it's like, it's all this thing. So what do I usually do? I usually, if I'm trying to be prepared and trying to be out in front of it, it's very simple. Like it's so dumb when I don't do it that I'm like, why am I, why am I scrambling at this hour in the morning when I, why am I doing this? And no matter what, when you're trying to stay quiet, you always find the loudest thing to kick. You always drop the wrong thing and it, she, you know, the wife freaks I out. I dropped a fucking frying pan <laughs> at 4.30 in the morning the other day. My wife sprinted out of bed and ran to the balcony and like looked down. Cause a lot of times I'm in the hot tub around, oh, okay. around five, I don't know, five o'clock or something like that. Yeah. And she thought something fell or landed on me or something. She didn't know what happened. She just startled, woke up out of bed mm -hmm. and I texted her. I was like, I dropped the frying pan. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I do that to Stephanie all the time. Like, I'm just, I don't know. Like, uh, like I put my deodorant in the medicine cabinet. <laughs> if that thing falls, it's just like shattering everywhere. Why is the medicine cabinet always so thin? So thin, but it's like the the and and the thing that the uh, the deodorant stands on is real thin. Yeah, it's like this balancing act. Platform is just non-existent, and then deodorant's just like real top heavy, and so it just it just it's trying to fall over any chance it gets. Yeah, it's like it's basically like you have to put your deodorant just down on its side. Right, yeah. All the time. But All the time. it won't fit in the cabinet that way. No. And then you can't, yeah, no, it, it takes up too much space. It gets all jacked up. But there's things that you could be doing, and there's things that you should be doing, that you know you should be doing, but you don't do them. 
And that's what puts you behind. And that's what makes things so hard. And that's what makes figuring out how to make time for things so difficult. That's what figuring, that's what makes figuring out how to make more money (laughs) more difficult. I mean, just think about it. If you were five minutes, six minutes, eight minutes, 12 minutes, 14 minutes, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, if you were 30 minutes ahead of your next couple steps every day, where would you be in three weeks, three months, three years, <laughs> six years, 12 years, 15, you know, it starts to really, it starts to really, really add up. And it, and not only that, the beautiful thing is you won't get any results for a little bit. Nothing will come your way. Nothing will come your way over a period of time. It starts to multiply on top of itself. Um, a lot of times because you start to have better resources and then you're able to, you're able to create spaces where you have more times for things because maybe now you have someone helping you. Maybe at some point we're doing so much of this stuff where you have an assistant and where you don't have to touch up photos and you don't have to touch up these and you don't have to spend as much time, you know, typing up the introductions and stuff like that on, on the internet. Um, you know, that's kind of where I've gotten to where there's, there's, I have to spend less time doing certain things. So I have, time for sort of the bigger things and you start to get a multiplier effect where things start to roll on top of each other and that's when things uh start to really kick ass and it makes the it makes it easier to do the shit that you should be doing and that you could be doing yeah it's almost like you um like if you do like uh get um you prepare half hour early and then in like a week it's like you almost get you know, X amount of hours back by yeah. doing it. And then so like in three months, it's like you've lived like a couple extra days than everyone else. You end up somehow further ahead of yourself than yeah. you otherwise would have been. Um, and, and you think about like, it's not, it's not about like where you're at. It's about where you can be and what you can become. So where you're currently at and the things that you're currently doing um, are a reflection of where, like where your education is. It's a reflection of where you're at for, at that time. But if you continue to do the shit that you should be doing, that you could be doing, that you know you should be doing, and you get them done on time and you're prepared, then you're prepared to be ready. You're prepared to be ready for any moment. I mentioned on the YouTube channel yesterday, uh, actually I made the post today, um, cause I had a bunch of trouble uploading it. Um, I I made the comment of, uh, you know, when opportunity knocks, don't answer the door in your bathrobe. And what that means is like, be ready, be ready for shit, be ready to roll, be ready to go, be ready, be ready for what life has, uh, in front of you. Um, an example, simple example. This is such a small example, but such a big thing. Andrew texted me last night. I said, I said one rep max tomorrow. So Andrew texted me and he was like, well, what should I eat? And then, so we went over it This simple. That's a simple thing. It doesn't really take Andrew. I mean, it took him a second to send the text. It took me a second to send the text. It's easy. You know, it's not, it's not difficult. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really cost you anything. It doesn't, you know, it, it was, it was fast. And then it gives you an idea. Okay. Well, I, I know I need to eat. And so like, okay, well, yeah, what should I eat to try to optimize this? And then you figure out, okay, can I make that dish or can I make something similar? Can I get, I just know I need to get food in, you know, basically just, you know, some protein, some carbohydrates, right? And and then you 
come in and, and you squatted really well. Yeah, today was probably the best training day I think I've ever had. Yeah, well, you know, we can't, it, I wanted to point out to you, like during the training session, like there's reasons why we don't train like that every day. We would die, you know, like, <laughs> right. like we, I mean, you, the effort always wants, you always want to have the effort, but you can't always have that intensity every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you'll fucking fall apart, you know? Yeah, um, we almost killed a guy. Yeah. <laughs> Our boy Lauren, he <laughs> threw up. Did he barf? <laughs> he threw up bad. Yeah. He That's puked great. all over the place. It was great. He's, awesome. like, he's like, oh, I feel better now. I'm glad I got the. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's awesome. I didn't know he. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he barfed. Yeah, we killed him. But he said that he's down to come back. So. But yeah. people, you know, people want to know how to build confidence. And you build confidence through being ahead. Uh, you build confidence through lack of neglect. Like, don't neglect the shit that you should be doing. It's the small things day in and day out. Uh, that sometimes don't seem like they make a difference, but they do make a difference. They add up. They matter. They make a difference. They they mean something. They you have to put a um, you have to understand they have a huge impact on your life. You can't everything matters. Everything matters. You, it, there's a lot of people that will live their life with a oh it doesn't matter. They'll live their life that way, and they'll kind of say that for everything. And the reason is, we pointed this out before, is because there's other motherfuckers out there ready to knock you down. You do good, you be good, you you lift good, you eat well, you do all these things, and you post a picture with your shirt off, and boom, five people like, you still look fat. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, you did all this stuff, and like people are like, dude, you're not big. You know? You're, you're not ripped. Why'd you post a, what is this? You know? But it's, you're pumped because you were better than you were before. You made an improvement. Improvement is what makes you successful in my, in my definition, in my opinion. But self-confidence comes from lack of neglect. Don't neglect the shit that you know that you should be doing. It's, it's a very, it's a very simple thing. And so if sometimes if I seem brash or I seem like an asshole or some, somebody says I'm not humble, it's because I know I put in the work. I know that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing when I don't normally even want to do it. The 10-minute walks, you guys see them. They're not fake. I'm not filming my feet moving and then, like, walking for 30 seconds, you know? It's all CGI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's someone else's feet. <laughs> yeah, it's all shit that I'm, you know? And the way, that the way that I look at it, my view, and the way I've been able to do things for a long time is I view it as points on the scoreboard. These are points. I mentioned on the last podcast that men will die for points. And so if you have to make it, a, make it a little game, you have to make a game of it, you earn points by preparing your food. You earn points by being ahead. You earn points by laying out your clothes the day before. You earn points by um, bringing your food with you to work. You earn whatever, like there's different things that you guys do that maybe I don't do. So, um, you're going to earn points by practicing what it means to be a champion. And champions are always two or three moves ahead. Be two or three moves ahead every day and stop falling behind. You fucking assholes. <laughs> yeah. Um, having a scheduled one rep max, that was the first time that I've ever done that. I know. We don't, we don't even really do that. Yeah. It, so it felt great. Like prepare, like yesterday, because you were like, you said eat up and rest up. So yeah, I, I'm, I had 
I had the, the thought of squatting 250 in my head. Like, as soon as you said one rep max, my brain just went there for some reason. So, I didn't want to eat. You sent me that text. I thought of 250, and I instantly just started putting down a shit ton of food. I ate more yesterday than I have in a long time, which means I pooped a lot more this mm-hmm. morning than I have in a long time. But it all worked out. And Radioactive. Then, yeah, yeah. But, oh, man, today felt great. Well, you also know, like it seems like from our experience, <clears throat> at least when it comes to the squat, that, uh, and maybe with a deadlift, you need like a decent amount of warm up. Yeah. You know, for me, like I could, I should probably be doing more of a warm up, but, um, I feel like just if I'm mentally ready to go, then everything's good. Yeah. And physically I'll be fine. I like, I'll figure it out. Like today when we were warming up, I didn't feel great, but I was like, nah, once I, <laughs> I'll figure it out. Like once we get going, you know, once we got to like three plates, I was like, okay, I, I feel good enough. And. Uh, I was able to handle some weight and then we did that big birthday set of 46 reps or I did that birthday set, which I'm not going to be able to move around so good from that. You animal. That was great. Yeah. No, when you said 730, I just knew in my head that means I have to be here at seven. Right. And get warmed up. Because you might have to poop. Yeah. I uh, had a false alarm when I got here though. Yeah. It was just gas. Dry heaves. Yeah. (laughs) What's that saying? Um, uh, (laughs) Yeah. The dry heaves. Dry heaves. Uh, Now I sit here broken hearted. I came to shit, but only farted. You know that one? Hmm. <laughs> That's so deep. I know. Yeah. Damn. Deep like them cheeks. Yeah. Deep cheeks. Deepcheeks.com. Yeah. Uh, somebody was asking, because, you know, in regards to being humble and uh, the, your, your success and whatnot, I forgot who it was, but they just asked if you've ever invested in anything else other than, you know, the slingshot and super training and all this. Yeah. Yeah, so I've invested in a few other companies, and there's one right now that I'm excited uh, to possibly be investing in, but uh, one of the companies is uh, called Freeze Sleeve. Uh, Freeze Sleeve is like an elbow, knee, I guess you can put it anywhere, depending on how it fits, but it's it's basically an ice pack that's a sleeve, and uh, it's fantastic. Uh, I really like the product a lot. Uh, like the people involved in it. And so um, we invested in it and it's a, a great company. And I think they have the ability to do some great things. Um, it's just a simple concept. Now, some people will say, oh, it doesn't stay cold enough for long enough. But the science shows that the temperature that it stays at is sufficient enough. Um, one thing that I would say is like sometimes your body temperature is really hot. And then you go to put it on and like, you like basically melt the thing, <laughs> you know, yeah. cause you're, you're just so damn hot that it, it, that it might not feel tremendously cold, but trust me, it does, it does the job. I like the product. I use the product. Um, I got a lot of close friends that use the product quite a bit. I don't want to mention their names because they're kind of of celeb status and they, you know, get paid to endorse stuff. So I'm not going to say who they are, but just bragging again, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Bragging again. Yeah. That, I mean, that gets to be hard. Like, oh yeah, stone cold called me the other day, you know, like just yeah. sound like a goddamn idiot. Yeah. And I mean, we don't do ads on the show, but there happens to be a power project discount code for free sleeve. Uh, you can get 20% off if you use code POWERPROJECT20 at checkout. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, free sleeve is great. You got elbow, knee, you got, like, if you have chronic knee pain after every workout, throw those bad boys on. Um, if you have a daughter or son playing basketball and their knees are always bothering them or baseball and their elbows always bothering it's it's a simple product. You throw the damn thing in your freezer. If you have to take it to the field with you, throw it in a cooler with another ice pack. And, uh, keep, keep that bitch as cold as you can get it. 
and uh, hork it on somebody, you know, uh, when they're done with the, there's that word, hork. Hork. Hork it on somebody uh, a- after uh, after they're done with a workout. Um, the other company that I have supported is a company called Neo U. Um, Neo U is an app. It's a... Uh, it's on platforms for, for iPhone and for Android. Um, I'm going to be doing some stuff with them coming up, uh, which I'm excited about. I'm going to go to New York, film some stuff with them. They don't know about this, but uh, they, they have a lot of different workouts um, on, their, um, on this app. It's a, it's a fitness app. shows you how to do uh, stretching. It shows you how to do uh, yoga, like any workout that you kind of think of that, you know, all this stuff is on there. They have this like five minute stretching routine that's on there. They got a bunch of different stuff on there and it's easy to follow along and you can track your progress and there's all kinds of things that are integrated, uh, into, into Neo U. Neo U is also part of a gym, which is uh, part of CrossFit fifth Avenue. And uh, that's where a lot of the filming and stuff like that goes on. They have a studio and I'm super excited to get out there and to New York City and to um, and to film some stuff with them. And I'm actually, because I'm invested in the company, I'm actually part owner of the gym, uh, which is amazing to say that you're part owner of a gym in New York City. Now, the percentage <laughs> of an owner I am is very low, but, but uh, it's still kind of neat. So, you know, any friends or anybody that I have that ever wants to go to that gym, they can pop in there at any time they want, which is kind of neat. That's dope. I didn't know that. Congratulations. Yeah. That's fucking sick. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. And, and, you know, these are, when it comes to investing, um, I don't know a ton about it. Like, it's not my strong suit, but I will say it's like pay to play. You know, you got to kind of put your money on the table uh, to get in. And uh, we're in with some heavy hitters. The people that have invested in this company, there's some real monsters. And, um uh, some of the, some of the marquee people that are kind of pushing this whole project forward are absolute animals when it comes to business. They're savages and and they know how to execute and they're, they're doing really well. And, uh, you know, the amount of money that we put in, I, I think we'll be able to like 10 X that money. And, uh, it'll probably come at a time where we're like not really paying attention and be like, Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> we got 10 times about the amount of money back. That's dope. And we'll probably just take that money and try to reinvest it in something else and, and kind of just grow, grow different things. From, from what I understand, the, the app is free to download, right? Uh, I believe so, I so. which I, I, I do not even know mm-hmm. because, uh, they sent me one and I was able to obviously open it up for free. So I don't know. Oh, okay. I think it's, yeah, free. Ac- so right now it's still in the beta period. So mm-hmm. everyone has free access. So take advantage of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's free. Give it a shot. Check it out. Yeah. Um, how was the football game? Football game was great. I went to see the Raiders, the Oakland Raiders and the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, both teams are shitty. I'm aware. Everybody's like, those teams suck. But one team is extremely shittier than the other. That's true. That's just my jab at Raider fans because the last time they played the Niners, they beat the Niners, and I got so much shit talked my way. The Raiders got smoked. The 49ers looked really good. I mean, they really did. I I know that they've. I know that both teams have struggled a lot this year, but in this game, in particular, uh, they looked really good. Now it might have been the Raiders making them look good. Um, <laughs> yeah, it might have been that. Yeah, I mean, but um, the Raiders will get shit figured out. They got Chucky, and uh, 
they will get shit figured out. They they're they're in good hands. It's going to take them a little while. You know, they have some good draft picks coming up. Um, they uh, they 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 have they have some good players. It's just a matter of them uh, being able to execute, get some good pass protection for their quarterback, and and they'll be able to turn around. But the, yeah, the Niners look sharp. Um, I saw Lorenzo Fertitta on the sidelines, which I was super pumped about. That's the owner of the UFC. Mm-hmm. He's the most jacked billionaire on the planet. And he looked jacked as hell. He's a little shorter than I, than I expected. <laughs> I think he's probably like five, five or five, six. He's the, the previous owner now, right? Yeah. I think they may have sold. Yeah. They sold the company or so. I don't even know how it works, but yeah. Um, Dana White for a long time has been the president of the UFC. And I think Dana White still, uh, yeah, heavily involved. <laughs> yep. He's still the, basically the commissioner, but he did make like $360 million on, on some of the pinky uh, up and everything. Yeah. yeah <laughs> million. Um, but it was amazing just to see, like, you know, I didn't get a chance to chat with him or anything, but it's somebody like that. I hold in high regard. And I was like, like I, I love the UFC and, um, what a crazy thing they were able to do with that sport where it's just this barbaric caveman style of like two people beating the shit out of each other to turn it into a real legitimate sport. Yeah. Um, that story, uh, is unbelievable. And I just think that that's an amazing, that's an amazing thing. And he had to really, you know, have some big old cojones cause he had to put his money on a line for so long and he could have lost millions and millions of dollars, but he, you know, he stuck it out for as long as he possibly could. Um, so it was cool seeing him, but here's what happened, which was really interesting. I saw E40, by the way, <laughs> he's chubby. He needs to work. He needs to work on that physique a little bit. He's always been a big boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eating too many of those cupcakes. That's why I saw 40 water, 40 water. Yep. So, um, you know, Mar- I, I, uh, for Filipino thunder, um, for his birthday, I got him the present of getting these sick ass seats at the 49ers at Raider game. And, uh, we had like VIP access and everything. And we get there crazy ass, like deal to like park. Um, I got like a parking pass in advance. Cause I thought like that would help. And then I find out like, you know, we go to this like blue lot, which I thought it was going to be like some quick, easy access thing some like VIP parking or something. And they're like, yeah, park wherever you want. I'm like, oh, great. <laughs> and there's just people like barbecuing and fucking people smoking weed everywhere. And I'm like, oh my God. That's the Bay Area. Shit, man. What a, what a mess, right? <laughs> it's like I'm in a loser's version of Walmart if there's such a thing. It's like worse. It's just awful. <laughs> uh, our, our boy, uh, Tom, you were on his podcast. He was like, yeah, I'm taking the family to San Francisco. Where should I go? I'm just like, I don't know. It's kind of a big piece of shit. And he's like, what? I'm like, it's going to smell like weed everywhere you go. And there's going to be a lot of poop on the floor. Human and, poo. And it's going to smell like BO everywhere. And he's looking at me all shocked. Like, should I not go? I'm like, no, you should go experience it. But I'm telling you right now, it's going to have that. Nowhere to park. Nowhere to sit. And, and there's no- tons of hills everywhere. <laughs> yeah. There's nowhere to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh. And I'm like... I mean, have fun. My bad. <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's gross. You have to know where to go. Yeah. You'd have to, you'd have to have like a specific destination. Yeah. Um, I will say that going to a Giants game is great. Oh yeah. Going to a Giants game is really fun. And it's like, it's, uh, 
And, and you know, the, the, the 49ers stadium is insane. It's great. It's awesome. But just kind of the whole process and the people that go to those games, it's like, eh. And it's a, Ra- you know, it's a Raider Niner game. So I don't know. And both teams suck right now. So who <laughs> knows? It might've brought out the uh, worst. The best of the worst. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, we, we go and we get to the stadium and, uh, this person's like, oh yeah, you know, you got the VIP stuff. So you just go downstairs and get a bracelet. And I was like, and Marcus was like, oh, should we do that? Should we just go to our seats? I was like, no, no, no. We should check out what this VIP <laughs> thing's all about. So, uh, we go down these stairs and then, uh, you know, they give us this bracelet and they're like, oh yeah, you're, you, here you go. And we're like, oh, where do we go? They're like over there. Like everything in there is free, by the way. We're like, huh? And we turn the corner and it's like this most beautiful restaurant. It's got sushi. It's got steak. It's got ham. It's got like this giant buffet of amazing food. Uh, they have pizza. They got sandwiches. They got burgers. They got, they got fries. I mean, they got everything. It's just, they got desserts laid out. They got this yogurt machine. They got Damn. all kinds of stuff just laid out. And they have open bar and shit, like it's many drinks as you want. It's all, it's all part of the ticket and everything. And then, so Marcus and I are fat, so we're hungry. Uh, even though we, uh, crushed some monster mash before we left. Um, we, we, uh, throw down some food. I ate a bunch of sushi and then we're like, oh, let's go check out where our seats are. And I kind of turn around and I'm like, like, oh my God, I'm like that's the field right there. <laughs> and Marcus is like, yeah, he's like, that's the field right there. And so we walk out and, uh, we're on the 49ers like bench. Like we're like, that's so dope. We're like right next to him. Yeah. And then, uh, we go and we, we sit, we get to our seats. And of course there's people sitting in our seats because people always do that with the nicest seats, right? They always yep. steal the seats for as long as they can. And, uh, we sit down and the lady that was sitting next to us is like, did you go like, you know, did you go off to the side, like, and kind of hang out on the sidelines yet? And we're like, no, we didn't know we could do that. And like, yeah, she's like, just go down there and go to the right or go to the left. And you kind of hang out now you're behind a barrier, you know, you can't, you're Mm -hmm. not like hanging out with the players. But, um, so we did that for a little while too. And we're so close that we can smell like football. We can smell Hmm. like the smell of football, the football pads, the cleats. Yeah. The cleats, just the the stench of like, (laughs) you know, uh, sweating in, in football equipment, you know? And, uh, that was really amazing. And I said to Marcus, I was like, it's kind of cool to know, like, it doesn't matter if it's pro college, uh, pop Warner high school, the smell is the same. You know, that's, that stench is just always there. (laughs) No one can ever figure out a way to get, to get rid of it. And so we hung out there for a little while and that's when I saw Lorenzo Fertitta on the sidelines and some other famous people on the sidelines and stuff like that. And then this, this area that we're in is, is very like short, like, um, the, uh, width of it might be like maybe about five yards, but it's like a, uh, it's like 20 yards in length. So it goes from like the 50 yard line down to about the 20 or 30 yard line, something like that. Wow. But, but it, but it's kind of thin. So like if, if, um, if two people are walking in opposite directions of each other, you kind of like scrape shoulders, you know, like it's, Mm -hmm. it's not a real wide area. It might only be like three or four yards actually. Um, so anyway, uh, Marcus and I are like, oh, let's, let's go get some more food, you know? And we wanted to go (laughs) back inside before halftime hit because we wanted to grab some more grub. You guys spent more time eating food. (laughs) Oh yeah. We spent more time eating food and watching it on a screen than we did like actually watching it. And 
out in person, but, uh, yeah, it was amazing. So I, I start walking towards the food and I start walking back into our like VIP food area and I'm just like, holy shit. I'm like, T.O. I'm like, what's up? No way. <laughs> and he just, he walks past me and he's wearing a hall of fame jacket. Yeah. Now, those of you that don't know who T.O. is, it's Terrell Owens. He's a Hall of Fame wide receiver that played for a long time for the 49ers. He's jacked. He looks amazing. He, he's uh, uh, probably like 6'4 or 6'5. You know, he just looks like a stud. And I thought that there was no possible way in the world that Marcus would miss him because Marcus is as wide as the that uh, area is, and he's got to kind of like, you know, T.O.'s going to have to maneuver around him somehow. And so Marcus is preoccupied by scooching around another fat guy. And so Marcus maneuvers and makes his way around this other fat guy. And then T.O. walks past him. And I'm like, Marcus, I'm like, that was sick. And I go to give him a fist bump and Marcus like barely puts his, his fist up. And he's like, what? And I said, I said, dude, I said, T.O. just walked past you <laughs> with probably like $250,000 in diamond rings on his ears. <laughs> and he's wearing a fucking like envelope colored you can't miss Hall him. of Fame jacket. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, like, like what? Like, how? I don't understand. Like, it's almost like if a naked woman walked past you. Yeah. Like, how could you possibly miss this thing? You know? <laughs> and, uh, so then we walk inside. He was like, all oh, bummed. He's like, oh, He's like, he's like, really? He's like, you're not fucking with me. And they're like, now announcing <laughs> yeah. Terrell Owens. He's going to give a speech on, you know, being inducted into the hall of fame. He yeah. Got up there and he talked and everything. Yeah. Cause he didn't, uh, he didn't go to, um, Kenton. Right. To accept his hall of fame introduction or whatever. So they just did it right then and there. Yeah. yeah it he was, was, he was sick though, but that's funny. He was a beast. Yeah, it was just hilarious that Marcus missed it. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, they couldn't tackle him. Look at that. T.O. was a machine. Remember when he's on the Eagles and he talked that shit about McNabb when he's oh, in the Super Bowl? Dude, they fought, right? Or was it... I don't know. <laughs> he may have actually fought. I don't the, know. the story I heard, it was in, a, in the locker room. He was in the hot tub. One of his teammates was talking crap. So he got out of the hot tub... So he's, he's full on naked, goes and puts shoes on so he can grip the floor to throw punches. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, T.O. was a, was a savage in that Super Bowl and he, play, he remember he broke his like tibia. Yeah. And then he still, still was able to end up playing <laughs> and McNabb was all tired and throwing up and shit because McNabb was always fat and out of shape. Mm -hmm. Dude, he's so good. I'm going to get stuck Remember watching. Terrell would do the, uh, Terrell Owens, the inventor of the, uh, the uh, front yard news conference. Yeah. And he would work out like in his front yard. That was amazing. That was good. And he was like, I don't know what all the fuss is about. And they're like, you're working out with your shirt off in your front yard, but you don't want attention. And they're like, he's like, you came to me. <laughs> T.O. I think also too is the creator of I Love Me Some Me. I think I, that's the first place I ever heard it. I love me some me. He said it on it the sidelines, be. which is amazing. That's, that's, a, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Be, being full of yourself. I think it's a positive thing. You know, uh, back in the day, I, I loved uh, Deion Sanders. I always loved uh, Muhammad Ali. Um, I always loved these uh, athletes that would uh, that would kind of brag and be over the top and, and uh, talk shit, but still back it up. 
You know, if you're still backing it up, I don't think there's a huge, huge problem with it. They need to be humble. <laughs> mm-hmm. Humble pie. <laughs> yeah. Let's see. What else do we got today? You got investments. Humble. Um, I guess, uh, did money ever drive anything that you did? Uh, no, not really. No, I, I'm not like, uh, no, I never, I like don't. And then I mean, this is outside of like investing in these yeah. other companies. Yeah. I mean. No, I, I, um, yeah, obviously when you invest in, I mean, even the investments though, they're more supportive than they are like, oh man, I can't wait to like, we make a bunch of money from that. It's like, they're not like, you know, both plans that came to us and both people that came to us, it's not really clear that these are like surefire things. You know, I guess investing is kind of always that way, but, um, you know, if I cared about money, um, I would probably be more into like saving it. I'd probably like, I don't, I, um, I never cared about money when I was young and I still don't care about it. I like to make it and I explain to people, I like to earn it. And I like to explain to people on why, um, there's some people that get their company to a certain spot and they try to kind of keep it that way. So they kind of keep everything themselves and, and keep the operation small here at slingshot. We're dedicated to advancing the company and making the company bigger because I would like for the people that work here now to continue to advance, continue to climb the ladder. And to continue to make more money. And I would like over a period of time to be able to hire more people to end up with, you know, not just 15 or 20 people, however many we have here, um, but start to end up with 25 and 30 and having people that are still, you know, really useful. Like not, you know, it's not like there's some new guy that's been here for two years that we don't know. Hmm. Like I still want to still have the same vibe. And, um, you know, I think it could remain that way for a very, very long time. You know, it wouldn't be, wouldn't get out of hand until you had like a hundred people or something like that. And I don't, I don't, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know, you know, where it will go, but yeah. the reason for making money is to advance the company. The reason for making money is to advance the products. The reason for making money is to advance this podcast. The reason for making money is to advance what we do on YouTube. The reason for making money is to advance and to make more clear the messages that we're sharing, like doing these commercials and doing all these different things that we're doing. They take time and to make them high quality and have them be the best you know, we have like a $10,000 camera. We have like $40,000 worth of equipment in here. They're, the gym is really expensive. You know, the, the building itself is, is, uh, you know, a few hundred thousand dollars a year. I mean, there's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of expense. And there's a lot of reasons to make money. Um, but for me personally, I've never been attached to like, oh man, we gotta, like, we gotta make more money. I'm always thinking more in terms of how do we, how do we deliver a message to the audience that that's a great product? Like that product will help them. That is a quality product. Like the hammy band, you know, that's always been a product that's been kind of lost in the shuffle, but the hammy band is great. A lot of people have had hamstring issues, groin issues, um, some just nagging stupid injuries to their groin and they can't ever seem to figure it out. Hammy band looks very similar to a, um, looks very similar to a hip circle, but it's for your leg and it compresses the leg, compresses the hamstring and feels amazing on something like a deadlift or a squat when your legs are, are tired. So 
I'm more obsessed. If I'm obsessed with anything, it's the products. And that's where my mind is at all the time. How do we continue to make better products? How do we continue to make uh, more advanced things? And, and that a lot of times comes from, in the beginning, it all came 100% from me. Now it's starting to come from customers, myself, and the employees of this facility. And that's where the magic is starting to really happen because we've gotten a lot of feedback from our customers where our customers are like, Hey, you know, you ever think about making thicker knee sleeves? And yeah, well, well, of course we have, we actually made thicker knee sleeves for a long time. And then, uh, the Federation started measuring them all. And so, uh, we had to make them within the legal, um, range for powerlifting meets. Well, more recently we created a sleeve called a gangsta sleeve and the gangsta sleeve is going to be closer to nine and a half, 10 millimeters. So that thing is fat, <laughs> fatter than your mama's butt cheeks. <laughs> it's a big one. It's a doozy. And so, um, you know, sometimes we get feedback from people and then we create stuff. Um, we created a gangster stretchy wrap, which is going to be a super intense wrist wrap, um, that, uh, you can create this kind of crazy cast on your, on your, uh, on your wrist. But we're always trying to invent and create and be innovative. Um, and with the gangster, with the new gangster rap, um, you know, the gangster rap is great. It's been, uh, you know, probably the number, number one selling wrist wrap in the world for quite some time now. But you take the uh, regular gangster wrap, we put the stretchy material at the tab at the end so that when you close it off, it's just that much more tighterist, more tighterist. That's right. Mm-hmm. I said it. Um, but yeah, it just, uh, creates a cast like effect. It's not too much different from a regular gangster wrap. It's not like you have, not like you have to have it in order to lift big weights, but it is, uh, something that, um, that I feel is useful that I feel that you guys will really enjoy and you guys will really like, uh, we recently have made a bunch of different knee wraps. We made stiffer knee wraps, made thicker knee wraps, made stronger knee wraps. And again, a lot of that's at the request of the lifters. A lot of that's at the request of you guys. And so that's the different shit that we're doing over here. We're, um, and, and we're also trying to get the message out, trying to get the message out about strength, about fitness, about being in shape, about being strong, about, you know, what is, what are some strategies that you can use? What are some take homes that you can use? Today's message, I think there's a lot of things. I think that you guys should be sitting there with a notebook listening to these things. I think the stuff that we shared today, I think has tremendous value for you. And if you're only listening to it, but you're not truly paying attention, I think you're missing out. And I think you should be really not just listening, but you should be trying to figure out a way. How do I contain some of these words that have been said today uh, so I can use them uh, in the future for other things? Yeah, I think writing everything down and then telling us what your favorite segments have been. Yeah. And let us, let us know what you want to hear. Yeah. And then we can just make a whole episode on whatever it is that you guys like the most. We can elaborate. That's a big word. I know. I see swim hack is on here. I don't know why his name is swim hack, but swim hack is a, uh, 672 pound bencher. He might correct me, Hmm. but you know, he might, he might, I don't know. He's strong as shit though. It's unbelievable. Swim hack. 672 pound bench. He's got a swimming background. So that's why he's swim (laughs) hack. But yeah, 672 bench. Um, I think. He did have a pretty light body weight too. I want to say he was like 275. He's competed at 275 and 308. He's just, uh, that's his name on Insta. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. 
fuck. I, I was taking pictures of this guy in the animal cage this year. Yeah, he's a... Uh, he's just like a, a big human, like... Mm-hmm. He's one of those guys who's got like big big wrists and shit, right? Yeah. One of those big just big, a big fucking guy. Big big bastard. Oh my That's a, that's an that's an insane bench though. Um yeah, I've seen him do like all kinds of impressive shit with some big weights. Some big weights are gonna be thrown around at Reebok record breakers this weekend coming up. Yeah. Or slingshot record breakers. I said Reebok. It was been Reebok for the last two years, and this year we took that shit over, and it's slingshot record breakers. Slingshot. Sling flop. My daughter used to call it a sling flop when she was little. Uh, mine used to call the remote a burnout. A burnout. Yeah, a burnout. isn't that amazing? Yeah, plus, you know, this guy's lifting, like, just just at a regular gym with a regular cheap bench. <laughs> like, he don't, he don't give a shit. Um, what does he got? 600. 620. 620 heavy ass pounds. That's scary. Yeah. No, that's totally scary. I don't think he, yeah, does he, he doesn't even have a spotter, right? He doesn't <laughs> care. Does he unrack it himself? I think so. Beast mode. If he wants it. I mean, hurry up already. <laughs> he put like that he did a 620 bench. He wrote 281 kilos, pause bench, no lift off, no spot. Shoe size 16, weight 275.3 pounds. Oh my God. That's just stupid. That bar looks like it's going to (laughs) break. He did it so easy and then he like proceeded to clap for himself, which is great. (laughs) That's awesome, dude. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a hard thing to throw around big weights like that, especially for a long period of time. And he's been, he's been lifting some heavy ass weight for, yeah, he's been lifting some heavy shit for a long time. Anyway, uh, let's wrap this bitch up. Shout out to my bro, 46 years old. My brother's the one who got me into this game. He got me into lifting, and um, I'm forever grateful for that. My brother has taught me a lot of great lessons in the gym, and I learned a lot of great lessons from him in life, obviously, as well. Um, he is a source of constant motivation and inspiration for me. And I love him to death and uh, happy birthday, big bro. Hope to see you soon. I know I'll see him around uh, the holidays. And so that'll be really cool to catch up with him. Also, shout out to my girl, Meryl Tag. It's Meryl Tag's birthday as well today. And I think she turned 30 years old. Oh, she's getting old. Oh, no. Are we going to have to replace her now? We're going to have to... uh we're gonna have to get her like a wheelchair or like a walker or something. You know, she's getting old. She can borrow mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch you guys later.